This is raw and unfiltered, from sex, sports to culture, all topics considered. It's a good time with dope conversation. Every time you take a listen, it's a celebration. So tap in, you won't be disappointed. Keep it a buck, anything else is pointless. Facts over fluff, our discussions are poignant. Politically incorrect, well that's what the point is. We talk our talk like nobody else can. We give our perspective, not afraid to make a stand. Nothing off the record, every take and every rant is unapologetic and we stand on that. We make you think, we make you laugh out loud the realest place on the internet hands down we give it to you straight nothing here is watered down the best show in town and you can bet the house yes you can bet the house yes you can bet the house we give it to you straight nothing here is watered down the best show in town and you can bet the house Tonight is different. We're going to pick up where we left off in the last one. All right, so, you know, I had started, you know, I found, I think I found my calling with uh, CDs and DVDs. Um, I was running my own little enterprise, you know. I put my homies on. We was in a position, you know, to where, you know, if we had done it correctly, then uh, we would have been like the the Starbucks of the CD business. Like, I had locations everywhere throughout the city. I was killing it. And uh, it took me a while to find my footing with that. It didn't happen overnight. I remember, you know, I was plugged thug everywhere, you know, with the CDs and DVDs. Um, I was I was doing my thing. Um, I was I was having a ball. You know, from 94th, uh, shout out to my Burnside homies, uh, to the Wild Wild Hunnets. You know, I was everywhere out there from 103rd on up. Um, I had people out west, even though I hated going out west. Um, 59th in Ashland, shout out to my people over there. Uh, 63rd in uh, Halstead, I was over there. I had a little spot over in front of the Family Dollar on uh, 66 and Halstead. Uh, I was having people come to the crib. Like I had it, I had it all organized and set up. I was cool with the barber shops. I was cool with the little liquor stores and stuff in the area. I was cool. I was plugged up, man. I had a ball with that shit. Um, for eight years, I did not have to work a job. I did not have to work a full-time job because, or nine to five, I should say, because my business was booming. I was able to pay my rent. I was able to take care of my kids. I was able to pay bills. Everything was booming. I was having the time of my life. It was free money. It was my money. I didn't have to take no taxes. It came when I wanted it to come. Oh, yeah, I was having the time of my life on the money tip. Um, uh, Then, you know, it all started to fall down, I guess you could say that. One night, I was in the crib with my sons. It was about uh, it was about 11 o'clock at night. Now, normally, you know, I do get the little last rush of customers that come in. They normally text me or call me before they just pop up at the crib. Um, 
on this night in particular, it was different. I didn't get a phone call. I didn't expect nothing. Uh, my son was with me, my my youngest at the time, Caden. He was with me. And anytime I get up, move to the door, leave out the room, they normally follow me. On this particular night, he happened to be asleep. And uh, as I opened the door, you know, it was two masks, two masked motherfuckers at the door. As soon as I opened the door, they like, hey, run the movies, run the CDs, and run the bread. Now, my whole time I'm thinking, like, yo, these niggas is more scared than me because this is unprofessional. You niggas sitting in the hallway. You didn't try to rush the crib. Um, I don't know who you are. So it was kind of, it was kind of new to me. You know what I'm saying? It was new. This was, you know, you see robberies and things in the movies, and the first thing they do is they rush the crib. Well, they didn't rush the crib. They stood in the hallway, pointed the little gun at me, and, you know what I'm saying, demanded everything that they knew I had. So when they did that, um, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, listen. I had one of them thick-ass uh, front doors, like wooden, wooden, thick as hell. Like the wood was thick. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, close the door and move over to the left. Now, the left is my kitchen. You know what I'm saying? So if I just move over to the left. All right, so I hurried instantly and closed the door, locked it, moved over to the left. Next thing you know, I hear fire. Five. Niggas let off two shots and then they took off. Okay. And to this day, the bullets are still in the front door. My brother, my brother owns the building. So the bullets or whatever they were are still in the front door to this day. So shout out to the thick wooden doors. I think that saved my life, honestly. Um and I was shook. I ain't going to lie to you. I was shook like a motherfucker. Niggas just ran up in my crib, let off two shots, and took off. So after that, I got a reality check of how to conduct business. So I was no longer doing business out of my crib. You know, people had already got the gist of it. And I'm not going to sit here and act like I was making a million dollars or some shit, but... I was making a nice little amount, man. I was making a nice little piece of change. And um, it scared the fuck out of me to be in that situation. It scared the hell out of me. And it bothered me. So there was no more conducting business in the crib. There was no more having merchandise and shit in the crib. I definitely wasn't keeping money in the crib no more. Like, all of this has shook me up to the point where, you know what I'm saying, Life got to be different. I got to do something different. Life got to be changing. This is too easy. Like, niggas know my routine. Niggas been watching me. Things like that, man. I felt like, yo, I'm just a CD man. You got all these drug dealers and stuff out here, but y'all want to try to come rob me? I don't make nothing. But I started, it, it taught me how to move differently. You know what I'm saying? It taught me how to move. It taught me how to maneuver and, and shake the land a little bit, and I did. Um, 
This was around the time too, though. You know, on the side, you know, I was I had another side hustle. You know, um, I tried it out. I really thought it was gonna be dope. It was probably a profession that I that I should have took more time and got into. I was for a moment a uh, phone sex operator. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I thought I I thought I had the voice for it. I thought I had the storytelling. I could. I could definitely, you know what I'm saying, uh uh put in work and make make a nice little amount of money in this field. Uh you know, one of my homies, him and his him and his wife, they had a little company, you know. They paid me well, you know. I got paid a nice little sum just for talking to motherfuckers. Um I think what it was though is it didn't do nothing but amp me up and make me want to fuck. So, you know, this was for the late night horny women, you know, who, who, you know, I don't know what they look like, but, you know, for the women that needed attention that they wasn't getting at home or they couldn't get or they niggas locked up, whatever the case was, you know, I was the, the, the smooth operator for the night, for the moment. It worked out pretty well. I actually liked that shit. I did. Um, It got to the point where I was in the days and I was like, yo, I got to do something different. Like, I was your normal business dude. Like, I had it all locked out. Um, I had moved out to Waukegan, and we was in this complex. We was in this complex, and uh, had, like, six or seven buildings in this complex, all apartment buildings. And uh, all I saw was free money in here. Like, this is free money. This, this is the spot. And... um. I start putting plays together. We had a car. We was able to drive back and forth to Chicago anyway because I was, you know, putting putting my CD and DVD business was still intact. So uh, we was going back and forth. So I was like, you know what? To eliminate the cost of going back and forth, we have a lot of things out here we can get access to that they can't get access to because a lot of people didn't have cars and things like that. So we opened up a little candy shop. And we were selling everything, candy, uh, chips, Italian beefs, uh, uh, chips with cheese and meat, condoms, uh, blunts, cigarettes, beer. Like, you name it, we were selling that shit. We was making two or three trips a week to uh, keep up with, with inventory and things like that. And we was killing it. We was fucking killing it. Uh, we made a nice little amount of money, you know. Uh, shout out to my baby mama because uh, we put a lot of work in me and her to make that to make that pop. So, um, it was it was a ball too. We was having a ball with that shit. So it was another candy lady in the building, and uh, she hated she hated that we thrived, and she snitched on us. She snitched on us. And it was fucked up that she did that, but she definitely was a snitch. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy, though, you know what I'm saying? Because I think what really what it was was it wasn't that we was making money. It was the fact that, you know, she was trying to get a piece of this dick, and she couldn't. So, you know. But anyway, it's another story for another day. So we stopped selling because they 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 had cameras right in front of our door, so they saw all the traffic and all that, so we had to stop. I had the candy store. I had a little music studio. Uh, 
around this time, CDs and DVDs were still booming, but the fire sticks had took over. I was jumping into that field. Um, customers was definitely coming to buy CDs and movies and shit. They was throwing an ass at me for CDs and movies and shit. It was all type of shit happening. But this is this some real shit. It's some real shit. It was these project these project holes was wild. I ain't even finna lie to you. So, um, it was a nice little nice little come up in the building, but um, I just I just felt like around this time because the DVDs and shit was booming, but it had it had sort of kind of because we ended up moving back to Chicago and it had kind of slowed down because of fire sticks and um. I wanted to get in on that business, but the fire sticks, I really starting off, it really wasn't no profit in it because it was like, yo, you sell the fire sticks one time and that's it. Sell the fire sticks uh, and that's it. You ain't got no business coming in. You got to, you know, the fire sticks, they costed a lot, you know, so you made like $60 profit off of, which was cool, but it wasn't like the everyday thing. And um, so I ended up feeling like, I got to do something different with my life. I'm literally, I'm literally stuck. I got to do something different with my life. My life, this is not my life. Um, I ended up leaving. I felt like Chicago had ran its course for me. I had been there, um, the CDs and DVDs and the fire sticks and all that was cool, but um, I wanted something more to go with that. I wanted to be in something more with that. I had to do something more and that's what I decided to do. So I ended up leaving and going going to Minnesota, going back to Minnesota. And uh and all honestly probably was the best decision that I ever made. Because yeah, my kids, you know, it got to the point and I've told this story before where if I died, what exactly would my kids have? A bunch of CDs and DVDs? They can't live off of that. And uh, I did what I had to do. I ended up finding a career, finding a place. And, you know, up here I had an untapped market of DVDs and CDs and fire sticks. I was moving all three of them. They loved it. It was, it was, I was killing it still. But I had a nine to five. And I was able to take from the nine to five to pour in to that business. And that's what I was doing. I had a 401k and all these things. I had a bank account, things I did not have in Chicago. So now I knew like, yeah, I had made the right decision. Um, my first job here was I worked at, uh, the Minnesota Vikings stadium. And when I tell you it was a nice job, cause I got to see all the games and I got to be there and it was, it was nice. It was nice. Um, I worked security uh, for the U.S. women's soccer when they came up here. I think this was like 20, 2018, 2017, something like that. And uh, I was on the field. Like, I was actually on the field. You know, I couldn't really watch the game. I was crowd control. But just to be on the field with all these stars and celebrities and things like that, oh, man, I had a ball. Um... The thing about that job was it wasn't it wasn't consistent. Like if they didn't have no games or nothing going on, you didn't work basically. And I needed I needed something more consistent. So um yeah, I I loved that job. It was a great job, but I needed something more consistent. 
uh, I got I ended up getting a job at Family Dollar. And I ended up working my way up the Family Dollar. But Family Dollar wasn't shit with a big-ass whorehouse for me because I'm going to tell you why Family Dollar wasn't the job for me. Because all I was doing was uh, I was basically fucking. I ain't even finna lie to you. Like I was, my first my first store at Family Dollar was in my hood. Like I'm, I lived in Minnesota. I went there, lived there for a few years. I was in my hood. I was where I grew up at. So it was like, yo, when you running into people that you ain't seen in a while, and people that you cool with that you know, and chicks that you wanted to smash that you never got a chance to smash, but now you got an opportunity to smash. So you in here. That's what it was for me. I was I was a, a a a certified playboy at that time. Like I was in the hood, Family Dollar. Hey, my boss left. Hey, pull up to the store, man. Work. Woo woo. We in the back room. You know what I'm saying? Chilling, chilling, chilling. The staff was cool as hell. We we had each other's backs, so it was cool as hell for us. So hell yeah, I'd be fucking. I'd be in the back room fucking, getting my dick sucked, getting whatever. Let motherfuckers take shit, all type of shit, man. I was on, I was on, I was on one of them days. They ended up promoting me to assistant manager, but the thing was, it was not going to be at that store. Like, here's a promotion, here's more money, but now you know you got to go way out to Brooklyn Park, which was like forty-five minutes away. Now I lived in Bloomington. I'm working in St. Paul, where I love working in my hood i'm loving this shit you know um i had a chick that i was working with and me and her was messing around and she was the assistant manager so it was really a free fall for me i really was in that motherfucker just doing whatever these these are no lies you know i was really just in that bitch doing whatever and so um i took the job i went out to brooklyn park um ghetto it was like my hood times two you know it was ghetto as hell out there you know and you know i definitely did a lot of fucking at that store too but um i think like it was just a fuck session for me like it was just eight hours of of fucking and and talking and flirting shit i wasn't really doing no fucking work i ain't gonna lie to you i was i wasn't doing no work i was just fucking you know, motherfuckers, I was letting motherfuckers steal shit, and they was taking me in the back, topping me off. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Shit, a trade for a trade type shit. So, <laughs> so, um, um, the thing about it was, I was being lazy, but you couldn't be lazy. Like, I needed you to work. So, you know, that gave me more time to run off in the back and cheat and do my thing and have fun and do shit like that. So, yeah, like, I'm cheating the system right now. So, I need, all of us can't be cheating the system at the same time. So, um, I definitely know that I was having a ball in that bitch. Um, I was having a ball. So, here's what happened that really got me on up out of Family Dollar at that location. It was a new girl that got hired, right? And and she was a hoe. I ain't even finna lie to you. She was a hoe, right? So we messing around. Like, this her first day, and I'm training her. 
And all of a sudden, you know, we in the back. And Shorty just started looking at me. So I go, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, shit, let's get it in. So we we talking and shit. You know, we talking. And uh, I'm kissing all on her. She kissing all on me. We in the back. We having a ball. It's just me and her. So this other dude that worked there, that knew her, he knew her outside of work. He happened to catch us in the back fooling around or whatever. So the nigga, the nigga goes back and tells the store manager. So the store manager pulls me aside the next morning. Now, I wasn't on shift that next morning, but he did pull, he did call me and ask me to come in. I'm like, oh shit, I'm finna get fired. The nigga tell me something totally different. So uh she is saying that, you know. She is uh she's filing a harassment charge. And I'm thinking, like, get the fuck out of here. Like, and then she and then he was like, buddy ass actually agreed with her that, you know, I be, you know, sending explicit pics and shit like that to her. It wasn't no, it no. She told him, like, yeah, the uh physical contact was was warranted. It was, it was um consensual, all of that, yeah. We wasn't fucking, but we was messing around. So, but then she was like, yeah, it started off with explicit pics and, and things like that. Just, just lying on a nigga. Like, like you didn't send me titty pics and you didn't send me pics of videos of you playing with your pussy and shit like that. So she basically threw me under the bus, G. And she told them, like, he's the boss. So, you know, I felt like that's what I had to do to get in good and blah, 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 and this and that. I'm like, oh, shit. So this type of time, motherfuckers, on. So, I know uh, Family Dollar put me on uh, uh, paid suspension. They put me on paid suspension while they investigated. So, Shorty sent me messages and shit. And this is what I think saved me because she sent me messages while all this was going on. I'm sorry. I didn't mean for this to happen like this. Uh and then, you know, when I didn't respond, it was, well, you'll know the next time you fuck with a bitch like me and woo-woo and all that she was sending to me. Very, very bipolar. On some bipolar type shit. So, um, I reported it to their lawyer and everything. I think she won the settlement. I'm not sure. But I did keep my job for the time being. Um, But... After a while, it got to the point where I just said, enough is enough. Fuck this. I quit because they was really on my ass like white on water after that. It wasn't no more free rides. It wasn't no more, you know, dealing with the customers in the background and none of that shit. They was on my ass. So I ended up quitting. Um, Let's see. I ended up working for like 10 stores in the Mall of America after that. Um. Yeah, like 10 different stores. I was forever applying at stores in the Mall of America and getting hired. Uh, let's see. I worked at Five Below. I worked at uh, Starbucks. I worked at Starbucks for like five minutes because I quit mid-shift. Wasn't for me. Uh, I worked at uh, the little game. game. They had a little game arcade in there. I worked there. 
uh, where else did I work at? I worked at a, a shop that only sold like Minnesota products. I lasted like two days there because that wasn't for me. Um, what else I worked at? Uh, I did a bunch of different things. Uh, so I had a bunch of mall jobs, and I was cool with that. I liked working at the mall. It was it was a dope little experience. And then uh, I got into home care, which I do now. You know, um, that was a blessing for me. I love home care. Uh, they didn't really pay a lot at that time, so I had to pick up another job. And um, I was working there for a minute, doing my things. Uh, I worked at... I started working at Dollar Tree. You know, Family Dollar and Dollar Tree is like the same stores. So I started working over at Dollar Tree, um, too. And around that time, we was having issues with the place we were living at. Uh, my man's uh, was subleasing us a place, and I was paying him rent, but he wasn't paying the rent. So we ended up having a fallout. And we ended up having to move. So I had to go back to Chicago. I wasn't even at, at Dollar Tree for like, I was at Dollar Tree for like four days. I worked at Dollar Tree. I worked at Menards. Um, I worked at Speedway, the gas station. Yo, I was the jack of all trades. Like I could find a job. I just didn't know if I wanted to keep the job or not. And it was like that. It was built like that. So um, Dollar Tree, that lady loved me because I was a hard worker. She didn't want me to go, you know, but I had to tell her, like, yo, I had no place to go. I got to get the fuck on. So I ended up back in Chicago. Okay. I ended up back in Chicago. Uh, I went and filled out for Dollar uh, Family Dollar again. I got hired there. And at the same time, I was doing home-to-home -home, uh, home care. I was going to people's houses cleaning their houses, shit like that, you know, helping with meds, things like that, making a little money. So, you know, that hustling mentality was always in me. So um, one lady I got hired by, right, before we jump into Family Dollar, I got hired. And me and her, we hit it off. Older lady. She was real cool, so I thought. So uh, the next day I came to her house. And her exact words was, I appreciate you coming to my house. You know, you're a very nice young man, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't feel comfortable working with you anymore. And I was like, huh? She was like, yeah, I, uh, I ran across your Facebook page. And the things on your Facebook page are, like, very alarming. Like, you're very uh, detailed when it comes to the women, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I just don't feel comfortable. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, first of all, my Facebook has nothing to do with you. I don't know how you searched me on Facebook, but it has nothing to do with you. Like, I don't, I'm not, you know, that kind of person. I'm not interested in you on that kind of level. So none of this shouldn't even matter. So basically, I ended up having to quit. My next, my next person that I worked with, um, I like to think that dude was senile. He was a dude this time. I like to think this dude was very senile because he did a lot of weird shit, you know. 
he liked watching old time movies and things like that. And my dad used to watch these things. So I was cool. I was cool with that. So one day the man had me go in his room. I'm making up his bed, things like that. We hitting it off. We having a good time. Uh, that afternoon after I left, he's calling my phone and he's like, yo, I don't even care about the money. Just bring me my ID and my social security card back. You can keep the money. And I was like, what? He's like, yo, you can keep the money. I don't care about that. I just need my social and my ID. I said, man, what the hell are you talking about? He's like, I know you took my wallet. All you got to do is bring me my social ID. I said, man, I said, yo, I said, yo, I ain't take nothing from you, chief. And I didn't. I didn't, and it pissed me off. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't. I didn't see no wallet. I ain't touched no wallet. I'm here to do my job. I'm here to go on about my business. So I thought the man was see now, right? So his daughter called me. And she's like, well, you know, he he has his moments and his moods. And, you know, um, I don't know if you took it or not. But if you did, you could bring it back. We ain't going to say nothing. And I told her, I said, plain as that, I said, hey, I didn't take your daddy wallet. I didn't. Let's not let's not go there. I didn't take his wallet. So I'm thinking, all right, cool. He 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 see now, but I'm still gonna be bold enough because this is my job. I'ma show up tomorrow. So I show up. He opens the door. <laughs> First thing he say is, okay, so uh, did you bring my wallet back? I said, nah, sir, I don't have your wallet. And then he was like, okay, cool. You know what? I'm going to go ahead on and just go ahead on and cancel this. I don't want you working here for me anymore, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, here's the irony of this story. Less than a week later, his daughter is calling me, telling me that she found the wallet. Now, I done got wrote up. Damn near, they didn't want to send me off on assignments and things like that. And it's ugly. So, you know, I done got rolled up, uh, uh, all that. Well, we, we just want to know if you want to come back and work. Hell no. <laughs> the fuck? Hell no. I don't want to come back and work for you or your crazy ass daddy. I'm cool. And I'm going to leave it at that. And it was getting to the point that if I ever saw that old man in the street, I was probably gonna, he was probably going to have to give me a fair one. I ain't even going to lie to you. Because I told the motherfucker that I didn't touch the motherfucking wallet. But, you know what I'm saying? That was a lesson learned on that job. Um, I got, I got, I can, I can go into stories. Uh, the next part, we're going to talk about what happened on my second trip to Family Dollar. And, you know, why I really quit working retail all along. We're going we gonna to talk about that. Um... And then we're going to talk about some of these home home care group home stories I got because I got some stories. But um, listen, y'all already know what it is. You know, remember, love is in the wind. You can't see it, but you could damn sure feel it. Y'all already know what it is, man. I catch y'all on the next one. I'm out. <laughs>
Are you considering selling your home or are you looking to buy a home? I'm Dory Brewster with Lamakia Realty and I understand choosing to do either is a big decision, which is why I'm committed to working with you to successfully navigate this process with my extensive market knowledge, expertise in negotiating, and patience and understanding during this time. My team and I come equipped with the best resources and marketing around to make this process as seamless as possible while delivering the utmost in customer service. Call or text me directly at 857-260-9532.